Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, real quick, want to give a shout out to James up in Stoneville, North Carolina. He's a friend of the show. Hell, he's a friend of the family now. We were able to go ahead and help his family recently save more than $1,200 a month. Really think about this. My man, Robbie didn't save $1,200 one time. He's going to save it each and every month, all because he went to save with Conrad.com. He left us a five-star review earlier this week. And he said this from the first phone call with Christian, all the hard work Diane put in Jennifer taking time to explain things and help me understand where we were at with the deal, right up to Steve, helping me get this survey through nothing but professionalism all around dealing with first family has helped us to the point. We've cut $1,200 a month off our bills. I can't say enough about the team Conrad has assembled. I highly recommend first family to anyone looking to purchase or refinance their home. Thanks to Conrad and the entire first family team. No, thank you, James, for the great review and congratulations on saving 1200 bucks a month. And oh, by the way, you can skip your next two house payments. It's real folks. Save with Conrad.com can help you. We're licensed in more than 40 States, but if you've got credit card debt, if you're looking to save money on your monthly payments, if you're looking to pay your house off faster, or even buy a house with no money down, save with Conrad.com is your hookup. Holler. If you hear me, that's save with Conrad.com NMLS number six, five, zero, eight, four equal housing lender. And oh, by the way, you don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. What are you waiting for? Find out how much money you can save for free at save with Conrad.com. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson here to tell you a little bit about adfreeshows.com. People often ask me, what exactly is adfreeshows all about? Well, I'm glad you asked. Not only do you get early ad-free access to all of my podcasts starting at just $9, but you also get many of your other favorite wrestling podcasts like Click This with Kevin Nash, Gentleman Villain with William Regal, Oh, You Didn't Know with Brian James, and others for, yes, still just $9 a month. That's 14 podcasts in total every single week, early, with no ads. That's like 20 cents an episode. And yes, you can listen to them all directly through Apple Podcasts or through your regular podcast apps. How easy is that? Want some more cheese on that Whopper? AdPreeShows.com has literally tens of thousands of hours worth of bonus content, including fantastically popular series like Eric Fox Back, Title Chase, and Strictly Business. 
and I don't know why this is a thing, but there's even more than 40 Ask Conrad episodes waiting for you at adfreeshows.com. We've got monthly Zoom chats with all the podcast hosts, live watch-alongs with wrestling legends, and more. Come on now. See for yourself what thousands of other wrestling fans have already discovered. That's adfreeshows.com. It's the best value in wrestling today. Check it out right now. Adfreeshows.com. You'll be glad you did. DDP Snake Pit fans, what is going on? It's time for another edition of the Snake Pit. I, of course, am John Alba, and this week we're flying solo again, Jake the Snake Roberts, the Hall of Famer himself. It's you and I, Mano Amano. I know you are thrilled. How are you, my friend? <laughs> I have to do this? Really? I'm, do- I'm great. Oh, hi. No, I'm fine, man. Feeling good. Found out the docs. I don't have what I thought I had, so that's good. And uh, these doctors are so smart, you know. She goes, your throat looks very raw. I said, it is very raw. She goes, see, I told you. <laughs> she, I didn't know that. Is that why it hurts? Oh, okay. Have you ever had this before? Yes, I have. Well, you've got it again. Okay. <sighs> Pat me on my back send me out. Did they give you anything? You doing okay? What's uh, the yeah, they give me some meds. No, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. It's just, uh, you know, I've got a little bug or something, and uh, I've had it for about three weeks now. You know, it's messing me up on my talking. Hopefully, I'll make it through this podcast without breaking down. But we'll go as long as we can, man. Because uh, I'm really excited, man, to talk about Rick Root. Yes, Rick Root is going to be our He's going to be our topic this week. We're going to get into a conversation about that. I, I just want to say this real quick, Jake. It, it's funny. Whenever I host this show, I always get messages. I get DMs. And they're always like, how's Jake doing? You know, I, the, you have so many people who are concerned know, about you. Man. They care about you. Well, it's got to feel good. Thing, you know, it does feel good, but it gets frustrating. And, and not because I'm angry, angry because they care. It's that I get upset knowing that they're upset, worried about me. Folks, I'm great. I'm better than I've been before. Um, I'm very, very happy. Uh, my, my life, my love life, uh, Cheryl and I are back, you know, doing our thing. And my health is as good as it's going to get. You know, I, I'm saddled with the oxygen thing, but I am working on something that may release me from this. Um, it's a new process we're doing. And, uh, Really excited. Been doing it for a couple of weeks now, and I've noticed some changes. And uh, but you know, even if I've got to wear this, that's fine, because I damn sure wouldn't want to try life without it. But I don't have to wear it all the time. But when I talk, it takes a lot of energy and oxygen to talk, so I have to wear it. If I wasn't doing this right now, I wouldn't be wearing it. But I feel great. So stop the worrying. Well, don't quit worrying. Just quit worrying about me. <laughs> well, I appreciate the update. I'm sure all your fans yeah, do as Yeah, no well, problem, so. guys. I love you guys, man. I love you because you care and because you think about things. And uh, it's just an incredible feeling I get when I, I realize just how many people care. Yeah. And uh, wow. Anyway, let's do it. 
Let's do it. Let's talk about Rick Rude. Rick Rude, one of my favorite heels of his era, and in my opinion, one of the most underrated pro wrestlers ever, quite frankly. When I say yeah. Rick Rude, Jake the Snake Roberts, what is the first thing that comes to mind? <laughs> Ravishing. <laughs> quite the moniker that he had going for him there. But any particular memories that jump right to the forefront? Oh, my God. There, there are so many. Um, not many people know this, but when Rick Rude was first breaking in, you know, he's from that group of guys that came down from Minnesota, you know, Road Warriors, Kurt, uh, Demolition, you know, a bunch of those guys, Kevin Kelly, uh, you know, the convict. I love that guy. McMahon out. All right. Anyway, uh, Rick, it came down to Atlanta to visit uh, Animal. Animal and I had an apartment together in Atlanta. And so he uh, he stayed with us for about two weeks, and uh, it was uh, it was an experience. <laughs> Evidently, he's got a problem with smoking. Uh, uh, hates it. I'm a smoker. It's my apartment, but uh, I'd wake up and he's thrown every friggin' ashtray I have away. Just opened the door and chunked them out in the parking lot. You know. That's not cool. I would have said something to him, but he was constantly having roid rages. That guy would go off on anything. I mean, anything. Good morning, Rick. What the fuck you mean, good morning? What are you pulling on me? Huh? You pulling a game on me? You want to fuck with me? Come here, I'll show you. I'm like, wait the fuck? I said good morning. You know? And uh, he was like that. Of course, so were Animal and Hawk. But I'd lived through them, so I tried it with Rick. And um, while Rick was there, we had a a nightclub that we went to called uh, Shenanigans. It's where I met Cheryl. In fact, her father owned that that nightclub. And it wasn't a strip joint. (laughs) How about that? That's for me. Nice change of pace. Yeah, yeah, it was. (laughs) But um, evidently he went down there and uh, he used to wear this big gold chain with an anchor on it. You know, U.S. Navy. I guess his dad was in the Navy or something. He's very proud. But it was big, heavy gold. That shit was real, man. That was expensive. And um, evidently he got a little bit too drunk or they dropped a couple of pills on him and he was pretty messed up and he went out in the parking lot walking the girl to her car and uh, these two guys were in a fight right by her car and he's like hey come on guys stop 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 fighting somebody's gonna get hurt all of a sudden they turned and they jumped on him they jumped on him got the cold jerked it off hopped in the car and took off with her it was a setup, you know. There's probably you know six, seven thousand dollars around his neck, you know. Wow. But they they cut him up pretty bad. He had a big cut over his eye. But he got he got back to our place, which is like only two miles away. It was because when he got back to the house, nobody was there. We were out wrestling somewhere, and he, he passed out on our couch which was where he was sleeping anyway. But 
he passed out. <clears throat> we came in hours later and uh, didn't even notice the condition he was in. He was, covered, he was covered up. And the next morning I got up and there is blood all over our white couch. Wow. I mean, big hunks of blood. You know, the clotting had happened and everything. We, we got him awake. We thought maybe he was dead. Got him awake and he had this big gash. And he couldn't remember anything. Wow. You know, and, uh, and he drove home like that, you know? That's insane. So we got him to the hospital and they sewed him up and he was okay. But they definitely drugged him because he was just, he was out of it. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be quite honest with you. I would not jump Rick Rude with anybody else unless it was Tonga, you know, the Samoan. I'd jump him with, with him on my side, but I wouldn't jump Rick Rude even if he had been drugged. Legit tough guy? Oh, he's an animal. Oh, Christ, he's an animal. He, uh, Minnesota State champion in arm wrestling. Um, story goes, and I see, I seen the tape where he's arm wrestling the guy, and he just goes, boom, and he broke the guy's arm. Just shattered it. Eek. Just shattered it, man. But he was an animal. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Well, Rick is somebody that came up through the territories to start Mid-Atlantic, yeah. Florida, world-class. He's actually with Jim Crockett in 87. He's one half of the NWA World Tag Champs. And then he jumps to New York. He jumps to Vince McMahon's WWF, and he doesn't drop the title in the process. And that was a bit of a controversial occurrence there. What do you think yeah. of that when, when someone doesn't drop a title? And it's not like this is the first time this has happened. This has happened yeah. a million times across wrestling. I don't agree with that at all. Um, I don't, you know, there's been so many guys get away with it too, holding up promoters because they don't want, want to lose the title um, in this certain area, maybe Canada. Does that ever happen? Oh, wait, it did. Sean and Mike, uh, Sean and uh, Sean Brett. Brett, he didn't want to drop it in Canada. So they screwed him. You didn't get screwed, asshole. You got what you deserved. How do you have the right not to drop that title, that title that was given to you? You did not beat up anybody to get that. The reason you have that title is because some other schmuck was a good enough guy to lose to you. So you not dropping that title tells me you don't give a flying fuck about anybody else but yourself. And that's very selfish. It's wrong. And if you're contemplating doing it, that's for you. 
Well, Rick does make the jump. He does make the jump regardless. And he comes in around June 1987. And your first match that you have with him is in November. And he defeats you via countout in a dark match in Omaha. You'd have a few more matches in 1988. Uh, What were your first impressions of wrestling him and the reactions he was getting from the crowds at that point? Yeah, it was very easy for me. I always play up to whatever they have. And Rick had a lot. So I could play with a lot of things with him, you know, and uh, I was very comfortable with him. Uh, I was very fortunate that he listened to me and he let me call the match. And um, I wasn't stupid enough to do stuff that might humiliate him in any way. Because I knew that if he ever ticked off, I was dead. You know, that's just straight up. Uh, I believe there's been other people find out that Rick Rube was not somebody to mess with. I know of an incident where he knocked a fellow out a couple of times in the same match. Uh, they had a problem at the time, and I'm pretty sure they got over it. But I just didn't go there, you know. Uh, you know, a lot of guys would would have went the cheap route, but I, don't, I never did go the cheap route in a match. You know, I worked to his strength. Uh, I put him over with his strength. Uh, I put him over with the way he looked. You know, I mean, it's easy. Very easy. And he worked the crowd tremendously, maybe a little bit too much, because he would get personal with people that were sitting at ringside. And guys, before you do that, remember this. That fan that you're calling a fat smuck or a jobless piece of shit or you big cow, it may be true. Nine times out of 10, it is true. (laughs) But she also bought the ticket. Right. You need to put her over. Can you imagine you going to a hockey game and a hockey player come over to you and tell your son or your daughter that your dad's a piece of shit because he's not a professional athlete. Look at him. He's a nobody. He has nothing going from him. I'm sorry, kids. You date, your dad's a loser. My God, how would you feel? And here, you know, Rick would get pretty personal with him. And what can you say? The guy's got the perfect body. Would you say that's cheap heat? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I never have agreed with cheap heat. You know, there's no reason for it. There's no reason at all for it. All that tells me is that you're getting impatient with how the match is going. So if he started it with me, I would go right after him and lock up with him. If I'm locked up with him, he's not going to be talking to them. Especially because I'll immediately start selling for him. You know, then I'll reverse it and come out on top, and then I'll drag him over there where those people are at so they can yell at him. You know, <laughs> give them a little back if I can. But no, we worked. They were getting us ready, you know, letting us taste each other out. Uh, there's nothing harder than being put in the ring with somebody you've never been in a ring with at a crucial time, such as, well, let me think, a WrestleMania? Yeah. What'd you think of him as a worker Uh, in the, in between the ropes? What'd you think of him? Very solid. Yeah. Very solid. Rick, Rick could do anything he wanted to, but you had to tell him and you had to 
help him with his timing. Okay. Sometimes he would rush it. You know, um, I used to just tell him, go dance a while. He'd come over and hit me a couple. Uh, we can get rid of this. He would come over and hit me or something, and I'd go down selling, and he's trying to pick me up, and I'd just stiffen up so he couldn't pick me up. And he's going, what are you doing? Go dance a while, Rick. So he'd go to the other side of the ring and start his shit. <laughs> Folks, that's when you get over. Yeah. That's when you get your character over, you know, because that's what was needed at the time. And what Rick did differently there, think about it. There are so many body guys in that era, right? Bunch of just big Jack dudes, but he was one of the first guys on that stage to lean into the sexuality, to lean into the sex appeal. That wasn't something that was really happening in wrestling until no. Rick Rude did that. That's because he had everything taken care of. You know, there were great guys that were huge. The road warriors were huge, but they weren't body beautifuls. I mean, you look at Rick Rude. You know, if I was a chick, I would have done Rick Rude. <laughs> we're going to put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do Rick Rude. Send me one first. That'll sell. <laughs> oh, I know it will sell. Uh, but you, you were right, though, where this is kind of leading you guys up to a match at WrestleMania. And it's yeah. you and Rick Rude. And it's a 15-minute draw in the WWF Championship oh Tournament. Oh, my God. At WrestleMania Four in Atlantic City. It's a, not, it's a pretty casual wrestling crowd here at Trump Plaza. And yeah. if you watch it back, there's not a whole lot of engagement from them. Damien gets a little close to Ivana Trump in the front row. What do you remember from that night? Um, I remember Ivana sitting at ringside, not even looking at the ring. She had her little champagne glass with the bottle, you know, the big bottle in the cooler. And she turned her chair sideways and Donald's going crazy for the match. And she's just sipping. She won't even look. So that's the reason that happened at the end, whenever I came out on her side and I grabbed the snake and I swung it at her and she pushed her chair too far back and she fell backwards. And now her legs are in the air doing this. <laughs> um, I found out at WrestleMania seven that she actually tried to hire two, two of her guards to come to my hotel room and beat the fucking shit out of me. Wow. Yeah. And, and Donald affirmed it. Donald loves me. I don't know if it's just because of that, but he loves me, <laughs> you know, and I'm so glad. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, 15, but 15 minutes in the ring with Rick rude, it was tough. I don't know how I made it. Really? I mean, there were a couple of times I was I would have been happy to give up because you got to think about where he was at. You know, this guy's got the best friggin' body in the business, yet he's not getting the monster push. That makes him a little angry. That makes him want to go out and show everybody who he is. So come WrestleMania, everybody, not just Rick Root, but everybody, including myself, you always give a little bit more than you normally give in Mania. 
In Mania, you try to show them everything that you got because that's the biggest stage you're going to have. And Rick Rude was trying to do that. And he was in such phenomenal shape, I could not keep up with him. He is ragging me out. Was his cardio he, as good as his body was? Yes. Yes. He blew me up so bad, I thought I was going to puke. You know, I think I would have puked if I had time to do it. But he just didn't give me the time. So that was our first match, real wow. match. And, uh, of course, a lot of things are going to happen after that. But if I was a betting man, if I were a betting man, I'd have put all my money on Rick Root. Thank God that I couldn't bet while I was in the ring, which you could if you had my bookie because they are our newest partner here on DDP Snake Pit. You were in Atlantic City, man. You could have gone right before the match and you could have put a bet on it. But now you could have done it in the ring. You could if you, in theory, had yourself on the referee could have put money on the match with my bookie, but specifically football, because. Listen, I know you're a big sports fan, Jake the Snake Roberts. You know football. You pick winners all the time. So why not get paid for picking the winners? I'm going with- to. I'm definitely going to. Just use my bookie. Bet single game spreads, money lines, or parlay multiple together to increase your payouts. Low contest entry fees and over half a million dollars to be won. Make it so you don't have to be a pro gambler to have fun. And getting started is very easy. Just visit mybookie.ag and use promo code SNAKEPIT on your first deposit to secure a double deposit bonus. That's promo code SNAKEPIT to get your first deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand bucks, Jake. Not I got a thousand. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> My bookie is a proven sports book that makes it simple to bet and to win. So make this your winning season exclusively at My Bookie. Isn't it crazy how now, after being taboo for so many years, that sports betting is something that people can make a legitimate living off of? And with a service like this, it's helpful. Well, you know, the government was so selfish that they didn't want us betting and making money without them being able to control it some other way, you know. <laughs> so they found out a way to get their piece of it. You can bet that. But still, it's just, you know, I do it for the enjoyment and the entertainment. I'm not trying to make a living with it because I realize there's other people out there a lot smarter than me. But I also know from wrestling, sometimes shit happens. And when the shit happens, there's not a good bet. You know, it just happens. That'd be like betting on the Lions to win. (laughs) Or maybe Pittsburgh. You know, that's not going to happen. This last weekend, thank God I did not have that available to me because I would have lost 500 bucks because I was going to bet on the Lions to win. Mm. And they wound up blowing it. They did. It's a a rough outing there. He's over there crying. <laughs> well, uh, we appreciate my bookie pairing up with DDP Snake Pit, so go check them out. Yeah. Uh, let's get back to business here, Jake. So before WrestleMania, the mm-hmm. WWF actually did a taping in Missouri for shows that would air after WrestleMania. Yeah, Cape Girardeau. And, yep, Cape Girardeau. And Rick had started offering... Uh, ladies to come from the audience to get the rude awakening kiss after he would defeat opponents on TV. But on this great occasion, it's, it's a great idea. But on this occasion, the lady he picks out, unbeknownst to him, 
is your wife, Cheryl. She, yeah. re she refuses his offer, announces she's married yeah. to you. Rick laughs yeah. about it. He insults you yeah. and she slaps him. And then he grabs is her by she... the wrist until you run out to make the save. And there's a big brawl. This Brother, a... I, was, I was in the shower, soaked up, playing with my snake. <laughs> no, the long one. Anyway. Which <laughs> one's, which that. one's that? The scaly one. <laughs> the scaly one. That that Which one's that? The one without warts. <laughs> anyway, oh, I, I love this. And I had to run, man, because they told me my wife's in trouble. I hear that shit, man. I was lucky to put my pants on because she doesn't like, she never liked to sit out in the audience. Cheryl's a very shy person, uh, very guarded person you know and she didn't know what the hell he was doing and he took it and ran with it he saw he saw a crack in the window and he went for it which later on they wound up turning it into some pretty good money so let me get this straight so this was not planned no Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was gonna say, hold on a minute here. Like, I mean, if you if you were to luck, because look, shit's happened before in wrestling. Like, oh, yeah. luck into shit like that. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. I was like, this is way too, uh, way too plied yeah, out here. But the bad thing about it was uh, a couple of people, Pat Patterson and Vince too, thought it would be a good eye, good idea to. Tell Cheryl exactly what's going to happen, walk her through it, and all that. She didn't want to know. Oh. She just wanted it to be natural reaction. Because she told me, she was, honey, I'm not an actress. Don't give me a bunch of points and stuff that I've got to hit. Yeah. Just keep it short, sweet, and what would I do? So they asked her, what would, he, what would you do? She goes, I'd slap the piss out of him. Go ahead. And you know what Rick Rude told me? He said, your wife hits harder than you do. <laughs> Evidently, she, uh, she got his ear. She rocked him? Yeah. And uh, that kind of brought him back to reality. So whose but, idea uh, was it to get her involved? Vince's. They how were trying to. How hesitant are you on that? Very, very. And I'll tell you why in a minute, but uh, you know, we had a daughter, and that means she's got to be on the road too. And, um, you know, be quite honest with, with you, there's no other human beings on this planet they could do the schedule we were doing unless you were doing it yourself. Um, many times during the next few months, she was going with me and she'd be at the hotel so sick. She couldn't get out of bed. And I'd look at her and say, are you kidding me? I'm the one that's getting in the ring, getting the crap beat out of me. I'm the one being tossed around. I'm the one driving a rental car and you can't get out of bed and put makeup on. And uh, 
she'd get up and, and knuckle it under and, and do her job. But it wasn't pleasant. Now, I'll tell you the reason it wasn't pleasant. So many guys were misbehaving. Their wives were at home. They were misbehaving. My wife's seeing all of this shit. Yeah. So what's she saying to me? Are you doing Is that, that what you do? Is that yeah. what you do when I'm at home? <sighs> Friends of ours. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to hear his preacher. Oh. I'll let it slip. Anyway, uh, seeing him with uh, another woman, and she didn't get, she got upset about it, but she really got upset when after day four, he had had three different women. Mm. And he walked her right in beside us. He don't give a fuck. Well, and he comes to me, he goes, hey, tell your wife to keep her, keep her mouth shut. Really? You're going to put that, that shit on me? Huh. Dude, that's on you. So we had a few words. But it was that's tremendous tough. in the fact that my wife finally got just how incredibly hard we were being pushed. And then she started to also see when you're on the road for say a month, you come home. What's the first thing you want to do? Go out and eat? I don't think so. No, man. You want a bologna sandwich sitting on the couch with your feet up or some beans and rice or something. So now for the first time in my life, my wife understands why whenever I came home, I would get upset if she wanted to go out and eat. Because before that, what I would hear is, oh, you're ashamed of me? You don't want to take me out to eat? What, because I'm pregnant? I'm unattractive now? Oh, you kidding me? <laughs> you can't win, bro. But now she understood just how hard it was. Yeah. So that was a good thing. But her seeing with countless guys with other women was a very, very bad thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, she'd be on the road a while, Jake, because for the next yeah. seven months, from May to yeah. November, it's you and Rude practically yeah. every night on the road. It is a yeah. long few. Do you, do you guys get tired of working one another after that no. many months together? No. No. You had good chemistry, you feel like? Oh, yeah. We we got it to where we were having fun, you know. Um, we never showed the people how much fun we were having, but we worked hard. We worked real, and we worked very solid, very solid. Uh, I guarantee you, there were shots that I took that, in a regular situation, I would have, I would have given up if it was on the street. <laughs> I, I give up, man. Take my wallet, take my car, take my wife, take all this shit. I can't go anymore, you know, because Rick would rock you every now and then. He didn't mean to, but he's so jacked. I mean, grabbing his forearm wasn't like grabbing somebody's arm. It was as hard as steel. 
grabbing his shoulder, grabbing his abs, man. What are you going to do with that? Now that you've got a hold of him, what are you going to do with that? I, I got to tell you about this one night, man. This is uh, a little on the dark side. So I'll prepare you for that. Okay. I'm laying in bed. It's like four o'clock in the morning. Cheryl wasn't there for some reason. I think we'd already finished our run. But anyway, at four o'clock in the morning, I get a call from Rick Root. That never happens. You know, we respect each other not to call each other unless it's a very serious situation. And he's on the phone. He goes, brother, you got any condoms? What? Do you have any condoms? Are you fucking kidding me, Rick? You could ever call me again and wake me up. We're looking for condoms. Jesus fucking Christ. Because it's hard to fall back to sleep. Of course. For two reasons. One, he woke you up, and now you're thinking about him getting laid, and you're not doing <laughs> shit. So, it's not good. You wishing the wife was there, you know? But the next morning... I was going to say, I was hoping that was the darkest part of the story. But <laughs> no. The next morning, I go downstairs with my snake and everything. And I just finished a big joint in my room. And I get on the elevator. And it stops the next floor. And I'm just letting out the smoke. And on, stops, on steps three policemen. Immediately, I went... Those fucking kids that just got off this elevator, man. Let's smell this shit. You know what that shit is, guys? Well, I don't do that shit. I'm a fucking athlete. Cocksuckers. Boy, I'm pissed. I'll never stay at this fucking... I thought this was a great establishment. And they're like, just take it easy, sir. Take it easy. I'm like, oh, I can't take it. No, we're here to get somebody else. Okay. Elevator opens. Rick Rude's at the desk in handcuffs. Oh my. I'm like, oh boy. What the fuck happened? Huh. So I don't want to leave knowing he's in handcuffs, but they won't let me go talk to him. So I'm just standing off on the side, waiting to catch the, the uh, shuttle to the airport. Got the snake with me, all that shit. So the guy in the shuttle shows up. I said, man, can you just hold on a few minutes? I'm trying to see what happens to my buddy. He goes, you know that fucking guy? I'm like, yeah. He goes, that guy's he's a fucking thief. I'm like, what? He's a thief. What are you talking about? That fucking guy broke into our restaurant 4.30 this morning. Yeah. Your buddy kicked the lock, kicked the door in. I'm like, Fuck. So that doesn't sound like him. So he's a weird cat, man. I just want you to know that. What do you mean he's a weird cat? So the only thing he stole is a large roll of saran wrap. Oh my God. And I'm oh like, my God. What? No way. Saran wrap? He says, yeah. So I, I can't. I mean, Rick, saran wrap? And he goes, Oh my God. I'm not worthy of your presence, mighty Rick. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. at least he was trying to wrap that thing, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, saran wrap, man. Wow. What can you, that's exactly what I said. Wow. <laughs> Did you at least have to bend it over? <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel bad for, uh, not lending the condom at that point or, uh, where, where were I you didn't at? have any. I didn't okay. have any. What do I need condoms for? I'm married. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> oh man. Well, you know, as as odd of a story as it is, that is very authentically Rick Rude. I feel like so. Oh, absolutely. 100%. So, so let's let's get back to the feud here. There's a pretty memorable segment on TV during that seven month stretch. He beats Tommy Angel in Providence, and after he wins, he removes his tights to reveal a second pair. And the second yeah. pair has your wife's Cheryl's yeah. face spray painted. Yeah. Yeah. You, you run out, you rip the tights off, yeah. but the TV censors it. Yeah. This is this is good shit, man. Who's coming up with well, that? Uh, they didn't come up with that. Rick Rude came up with those tights and told me, he said, be sure to watch. I want to show you something. I didn't know. Wow. So that you shoot did not know. That was a shoot. Okay. But when he had my wife on there, it was also a shoot, me running to the ring and ripping that shit off of him. Because he had asked me about three weeks before, hey, I can get my airbrush guy to put your wife right on my crotch, man. Her mouth will be right where my dick is. Like, <laughs> Rick, you do that shit, I'll rip them off of you, man. So he knew what he was doing. Yeah, he, he knew he was needling me. Yeah. He wanted to see if I'd come through. I came through. But that's great TV. Oh, it was wonderful TV. Vince <laughs> fucking shit himself. <laughs> he loved it. But that wasn't planned. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, bro, what would you do if your wife's fucking mouth was, you know? You... Give me a break. I mean, I, I, had, to, I had to talk to Bobby Hayden one time because he, he got pretty stiff on some of the interviews he was doing, you know? Something about being in San Diego. I know your wife loves San Diego, all the troops. Bobby, come on, man. Really? Is that really cheap heat or what? Now you're calling my wife a whore? No, you're not doing that. And uh, there's just some things you don't cross the line with, man. And uh, they pushed the line, but we didn't cross it. That's fair. That's for did any animosity develop after that? Absolutely none. Okay. None at all. Okay. The only thing that Rick hated about me was I guess fans with bad eyesight or something, we'd be at the airport or something, and fans would walk up to him and say, Can I get your autograph? And then he'd sign them. And they go, Thank you, Mr. Robertson, and walk off. <laughs> and he'd just go, so if you look back at those tapes and stuff, you'll see that he cuts his hair off. He even trimmed his mustache down where it wasn't like mine. Oh, yeah. He hated that. And, of course, him hating that, I wanted to help him. So I used to send people over to him myself. You know, go over and ask Rick Rude for an autograph. And then tell him, thank you, Mr. Jake Roberts. <laughs> they didn't even know what they were doing. 
but it sure was fun. You know, I met you in an airport 10 years ago, and you didn't get mad at me when I called you Ric Flair. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's some things that just aren't believable. <laughs> uh, one, I'm yeah. six inches taller than Flair. There you go. There you go. Uh, so the feud concludes with several hold versus hold matches on the road. The only way to win, you hit your finisher. So it's DDT versus Rude Awakening. And you're on the winning end of all these matches. And then Cheryl yeah. comes in, slaps Rude. You put Damien on Rude. Fans go home yeah. happy. It's an easy yeah. formula. Uh, what do you think of the conclusion of all this and the good guy coming out on top here with his wife? I, I think in this situation, they had to. You know, if they don't come out with a good guy on top there, they're kind of pissing on our values and our morals. You know, so they had to kind of get me over there at the end of that. But boy, did I pay for it. Look what I got next. Yeah. Yeah. This transitions into your feud with Andre. It's another Heenan family member. So you're working a lot with Bobby. And I'd yeah. imagine he's he's a lot of fun to work with. Bobby is, uh, he can be a bit much at times. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember whenever Andre passed out and, and Bobby's beating his chest, I got the snake. I'm like, give him mouth to mouth, Bobby. Give him mouth. Fuck you. I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll die. <laughs> well, uh, Rick would eventually leave the WWF in October of 1990. He'd go to WCW. He would have a <clears throat> career-ending back injury in 1994 when working in Japan. Uh, did you stay in contact with him after the injury no. during that process at all? No. No, I sure didn't, man. You know, you got to be really tight with somebody if you keep up a relationship when you're doing, you know, 80, 90 days straight. Uh, you're never off the road. The last thing your wife wants to hear while you're at home is you on the phone talking to another wrestler. I mean, you just had three months alone out there to do it. Why didn't you do it then? You know, and uh, no, I didn't keep in tight with Rick. Rick was a different cat, man. He kind of he kind of had the own beat of his drum, and he kind of just, you know, he was a lot like me in the sense that we didn't pal up with a bunch of guys and, and go hang out. We, we were loners, so which can be a good thing, which can be a bad thing. But in, in my instance, it was a bad thing. Yeah. But I think it would have been even worse if I'd have been around other guys. Yeah. Well, Rick died way too young. He was 40 years old oh, God, man. on April 20th, 1999. And it was said that he was actually returning uh, to the ring. He was training for a return to the ring. And uh, – Thankfully, he's inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2017. Yeah, rightfully so he, so. he gets his due. Yeah, what do you think his legacy is ultimately at the end of the day? <sighs> Deep down, Rick cared about people. Um, I know when, when he lived in Atlanta, he would go out and uh, go deer hunting. And he would give the meat to the poor people that lived around Atlanta. So here's people that he didn't even know that he's trying to help out. And that's the kind of guy he was. If he did something for somebody, it was on the QT. You know, he didn't want 
publicity. He didn't want people patting him on his back or any of that. He was just a quiet guy. So I, I don't know, you know, leaving a legacy behind, I'm still trying to figure mine out, brother. It's fair. Yeah. That's more than fair. You know, I, I don't think I've hit mine yet. So I'm not going to sit up here and pretend that I know something somebody else doesn't know because I don't. But Rick Rude was a good man. He was the hardest working son of a bitch in the gym that you ever wanted to see. And um, I just love the guy, man, and uh, I respect him. You know, I've had the I've had the great opportunity of running into his son several times here in Atlanta, and uh, that was always a good good moment. And I'm so grateful that he's not wrestling because. <laughs> uh, Fans don't know, man, but it takes a lot out of you. It takes a lot out of you. It's so demanding. It's not like that today, though. So I don't know, man. Yeah. I throw it in the air, let the chips fall where they are. Yeah. I just know that from my experience, I gave up a lot to get what I got. I gave up way too much. And uh, maybe I wouldn't have had to give it up so much if I hadn't been a drug addict. Yep. Or an alcoholic, but I was. But I'm clean and sober now 13 years, man. And you're crushing it. You're absolutely crushing it. Um, feels so good. And uh, there's been a couple of other people here lately uh, start down that road. Mr. Bagwell has started down that road. And I'm so proud of him and so happy for him. I, I, I can't explain it to you, man, because, you know, you work all your life trying to achieve something in wrestling. And then when even you even when you get it, it doesn't seem like you got it. It's still empty. So in other words, it's not feeling filling that hole that you have in your heart. And then you get out of wrestling and you do a couple of simple little things for people. And boom. Changes it. Wow. I feel good inside. Yeah. This is crazy. I feel I'm not ashamed of myself anymore. I feel like a good man. And I know I'm a good man now. But it took a long time to convince me. <laughs> you know, and well, I had to do a lot of forgiving. Well, Jake, I know that you've said that Rick was the hardest working man in the gym. And I know deep down you might have been a little envious of that body when he'd do his little dance, his little shake. I was. But I'll tell you this, it's not too late to get that body because all you got to do, Jake, is get those AG1s, okay? Those I AG1s. Son of a bitch. <laughs> One delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of those things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health. It's cheaper than your cold brew habit, cheaper than getting all those different supplements yourself. It is an all-in-one nutritional insurance. And here's the best part, Jake. It's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free, gluten free, snake free, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, artificial anything, while still tasting good and supports better sleep quality and recovery and mental clarity and alertness. Now, I know that, Jake, you'd have to put in a little extra work other than just taking your AG1s, but I feel like if you took it, some, some AG1s from Athletic Greens, you'd be feeling good to maybe do that little. Uh, Rick, drink it or snort it. 
<laughs> I think you're drinking this. Okay. Okay. I'm good with the thing because I ain't snorting shit. Good. But uh, I you know I here's what pisses me off about this AG1. Where in the hell were you 35 years ago? <laughs> huh? Do you realize how many vitamins I would have had to taken to cover all my bases? I would have had to throw a cup full of vitamins down my gut. And still, it wouldn't have got me that nope. stuff. Because this is all in one, Jake. It is right. all in one. And right Absolutely. now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Oh, just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin oh. D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Cheryl could have even taken them on the road with you if she really wanted yeah. to back in the day. She'd have probably made me snort it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're putting this one delicious scoop in your cup every single day. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash DDP snake pit. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash DDP snake pit to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. It works. Oh, yeah. It works. Yeah, I do it at home. You know I do. Me and Dallas both do. We know Dallas does, especially. Dallas is. I've been doing it for weeks now, man. And uh, I I know it's a difference, a big difference. That's great. That's you awesome. Know, and, uh, here lately, uh, even though I've got this cold coming on, I still feel good, which is weird. Because I've had this sore throat for about three weeks now, and it's like, man, I'm waiting for the rest of it to come on. But I think all these vitamins and stuff that I've been getting are fighting it off. There you go. What I, I read, that's exactly what happens. I love so, that. That's great. Thank you, AG1. We got a few fan questions to wrap us up here, Jake. You ready sure. to do this? Here we go. Good, man. I'm not uh, afraid. A wrestling historian asks, were you there or did you hear about when Rick Rude allegedly punched the ultimate warrior for getting smart with him backstage after a house show? No, I was not there. But at the time, I would have loved to have been there. Because <laughs> uh, maybe I went over and stumped him a couple of times. No, uh, I, I, I did not even know that, to tell you the truth. I knew okay. somebody else that he punched out. I just I just knew that Rick Rude didn't have a problem punching anybody out. Okay. Uh, Jamie asks, are the stories true that Rude was one of the toughest men within the wrestling industry? And when he worked, in Japan, and when he worked in Japan, if he didn't or couldn't speak Japanese, how was he able to communicate? Like we all do, point your finger at your mouth and point your finger at your stomach. <laughs> I want to eat. I want to drink. And let's fight. You know? That's all it is, folks. So he was legit one of the toughest guys you've ever encountered? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's there's only a couple of people I could put above him. One being Haku and, of course, the Giant. Uh, Dion asks, how was Rick Rude outside of wrestling? From what you've said, it seems like he liked to do things a little low-key, kind of keep to himself a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he was low-key, quiet to himself, and don't don't disturb his ship. If you disturb his ship, he's going to be in your face. There you go. And uh, our last question comes from Brad. This is a great question. Uh, Brad's one of our ad-free shows top guys. He says, is Rick Rude someone who didn't need a championship like you, Jake? (sighs) He needed it. Why is that? To solidify or quantify what he was. He's the best built man on the planet. Not an inch of fat on him anywhere. He's a friggin' killer. 
So he should have that belt around him. And for all of us fat guys to chase. Why do you think Vince never made him the guy? Because on, on the surface, uh, on the surface. Real simple. Real okay. simple. He was scared of him. Vince was scared of Rick. Yes. Yes. How do you tell Rick Root? How do you tell Rick Root no? You tell him no. I don't want to. Huh. On the surface, Rick Rude checks all the boxes that Vince McMahon would look for in a top guy. Yeah, except the one that says, this fucking guy will kill you if you fuck with him. Interesting. Okay. And we yeah. all know Vince likes to fuck with guys. That's a fair point. Interesting. That's the reason. It's got to be. Very interesting. Well, this was a fun little look back on Rick Rude. I really enjoyed this. Jake, uh, is there anything you'd like to plug here today? Just cameo and uh, guys, I'm trying to finish my book. Hopefully I'll be finished in the next two or three weeks. And uh, then I'm really going to push hard to get it out there. I'm doing it all myself. So uh, it's not somebody else talking for me. It's over 600 pages so far. Sorry wow. about the length, but there's going to be a whole lot of stuff. that's going to have some real meat on it. It's not just going to be tickles and ha ha's and gaga's man. It's going to be explaining the life that I went through and I persevered. And hopefully somebody else can learn from it. Other than that, I'm going to be out on the road as to whereabouts. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get that checked up on. If you see me, I'll be there. (laughs) Jake the Snake Roberts, thank you so much, my friend. This has been another edition of AP Snake Pit. I'm John Alba. We'll see you guys next time.